This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. My name is Josh. I am your host with the most tonight. With me, as always, are my lovely co-host, Chris. Hello. And Mark. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, we took last week off for Thanksgiving. Um, did you guys do any traveling? I did. I came out your direction. Yeah, where'd you come to? Not Missouri, but where? Indiana. We're on the, the border of Indiana and Ohio, so we're bouncing between both states. Did you pick up any new words? No. Did you eat any barbecue? Did you eat any barbecue? No. What'd you yeah. even come for? I I can't say that Ohio and Indiana would be really where I would go to for barbecue. Not not to upset any any of our listeners there. What does Indiana even have? Not to upset Ho- any of our Hoosiers. listeners. Hoosiers. Well, we. <laughs> We would bounce between cornfields and soy fields, and then cornfield and then a soy field. Nice. Yeah. Lots of fun. See, it's interesting. Indiana uses the term Hoosier in an endearing way. Um, they're proud to be Hoosiers in Indiana. Mm. In in Missouri, it is not a good thing to be a Hoosier. And I think I, I figured out the correlation with that. There was a Chrysler plant in St. Louis. And at one time, they brought in a lot of Indiana um residents to work there like transfers and they they were seen that was seen as a negative bunch of hoosiers a bunch of hoosiers came in so then it was kind of a negative connotation um yeah interesting chris did you travel anywhere no we stayed home we hosted i mostly sat on the couch and uh just i just just had this like cook well no i just sat there and i was just thankful for our listeners that's mostly what i did i just thought about them Oh, that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> I, we, we we hosted. I smoked four racks of ribs. Uh, we did a ham. We did a turkey. Actually, my dad did the ham. We did a turkey. We drove to Kansas City and hung out downtown at the plaza. Nice. And Crown Center. And so we got there and I we went to a couple different bars in the Power and Light District. And everybody we we talked to, waitresses, bartenders, I said, okay, where where is the best barbecue? Because I've heard of Arthur Bryant's, Q39, or Q37, bunch of places. You know, Kansas City is known for barbecue, right? As, as much or, well, I won't say more than St. Louis, but as much as St. Louis. And uh, healthy competition. Everybody we talked to said slaps barbecue in Kansas, like literally right across the state line. So we went to slaps and I'm telling you what it, that barbecue slaps, like that's a, that's a term the kids use. It was good. If you're in the Kansas city area, Chris, I know you end up in Kansas city several times a year. It seems like, um, it's literally, if you're downtown right across the state line on, what is it? 639 or 635 right there slaps barbecue, outstanding barbecue. So, 
they are not a sponsor though. Somethingcool.com is a sponsor. We mentioned them at the beginning. Uh, my son just came through as I was mentioning something cool about being a sponsor tonight. And he says, Hey, I found a somethingcool.com pin in our student help desk room the other day. So I'm not sure how Jeremy got it there, but Jeremy sent my high school some pins, apparently. They do ink pens. They do Nutanix. They do VMware. They do cybersecurity. They do it all. Yeah. So email Jeremy at somethingcool.com. That's literally his email address um, if you want some pins or if you need some Nutanix or VMware help. Mark, um, when, we, when we talk about barbecue, like, are you into that? Like, do you guys have barbecue at Boston Way? Is it as big of a deal as it is in Missouri? They only cook witches at the steak. I don't like it when you guys talk about barbecue because I'm very jealous. Um, we love barbecue, but we don't have the barbecue that you guys have out there. It's really. Nice. I was I was just talking <laughs> for some reason about barbecue yesterday, and Mark, you were my example. Like, I hmm. feel like Josh and I, like we know barbecue as an experience. Like we taste it, we cook it, we talk about it. Like we. Yeah. You do barbecue. Yep. To you, it's more like something that you hear about. Like, you know what barbecue is, but you, you haven't experienced it. Now, you did come to Midwest Tech Talk and you had the hog roast. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a lot of like talk. And you hear about a hog roast, like, yeah, whatever. What is that? Oh, they put a hog in a hole and then you eat it together, whatever. But when you experience it, like, like we do in the Midwest, it's, it's, it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, we got obviously we have barbecue restaurants out here, but it's not, it's not like a cultural thing, right? You know, right. where it's like, let's go do barbecue or let's go do something else. It's like there's a restaurant that does really good barbecue, and that's your like once a year occasion. You know, I, I will take issue a little bit with what Chris has said. Um, I, Chris, I, this is not a disparaging comment to you, but barbecue when you when you cook barbecue it is meant to be done in a manner that allows you to enjoy adult beverages in the oh, process because a rack of ribs it's an experience it, you you judge if the rack of ribs is done by the number of beers you have consumed i got you like a pork butt i'll put that baby on at four in the morning there's you you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning so there you there's a certain component of barbecue that that you're missing nothing you're against right. you not disparaging you but because i do it by the hours i do three two one three hours yes three two one is two hours with and then yeah yeah you're right i'm with you and our buddy pate he guides us to this day i would i would text pate and i'm like hey i'm doing pork steaks remind me again what to do um yep and it's funny. We talk about him almost every week. Um, yeah, we're totally off the rails. So, Mark, you have news, right? Do, 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 Step do, do, on do. up here, news boy. <laughs> Chris really wants to make certain catchphrases a thing. <laughs> Josh went right into the... That's the breaking news... You yeah, know, that's the, the, the what they do on the Chiron. Breaking yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Step we got on it. up here, newsboy Mark. He's in the news center. You can hear all those all those reporters behind him. <laughs> okay, so uh, the the first one was an article that I uh, somebody sent it to me, and I had not heard this one. This is actually out my way in Massachusetts. 
And then it was a flood of everybody sending me this article. Like, have you heard this? So uh, this week, the news broke of a Mark, you're muted. Sorry. How long is I muted there? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Good. New All right. So awkward enough. <laughs> and we're not cutting any of this. You know, no. that's what other that's what other polished um overproduced it takes six months to get a podcast out we aren't those people what you hear is how this gets rec- yep. like this is what happens people we're we're not polished well um I'm, i like to I'm, think I'm shiny. i think we plan it i'm kind of yeah. like mark need... mark muted himself on purpose that's in our yes. script i need yeah. powder I'm i'm a little yeah. shiny uh, according to the Department of Justice in my hometown of Boston, a 30-year-old Connor Lahif was charged Wednesday and agreed to plead guilty for a June 2023 cyber attack targeting the school network of his former employer, the Essex mm. County Public High School. So this is a former IT director that apparently lost his job and in revenge decided to deactivate and delete thousands of Apple IDs from the school's account using his admin privileges. So he deleted and deactivated more than uh, 1,400 accounts uh, of IT admin accounts and Apple accounts. So uh, And disabled also... the school's private branch phone system? Yes, he also disabled <laughs> the phones. So uh, if convicted, he does face a pretty hefty penalty of, funny. of possible time in jail as well as uh, as a fine. So I think it is a, a lesson for all of us that, um, you know, these uh, folks that we work very closely with, uh, when it is their time to depart, no matter what the circumstances, you do need to have protocols and processes in place to make sure that you safeguard yourself from an insider attack. So uh, very, very unfortunate story, but hopefully we can all learn a lesson from this one. I, I I hesitate to say this, but I don't know if that's a lesson that everyone has to learn. Like that should be something you know, like don't do that because yeah. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna get in trouble. Like they have logs, they're going to know whose account did that. It's going to be very difficult for you to say, Oh, someone hacked my account right after they fired me. I wasn't mad. You know, like Yeah. And- um yeah. I, I don't know. There, there's there I think there are certain things that you should just make as part of a routine. Um sure. when somebody leaves, whether or not they're in your department or not. Um, but uh this is a this is a and whether one. or not they leave on great grounds or not. Like oh, absolutely. The process like yes. we turn off the accounts. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and if you know it's going to be a contentious situation, if if HR knows the outcome, this dude's getting fired. Yeah. When that guy goes behind the closed door with meeting with the boss, someone from HR central office is calling and saying, "Hey, disable this account right now because." things about red it's about ready to get real um so that that scenario can't play out yeah but to chris's point too even if i leave on a good terms i was thinking about this today for some reason that if when i leave because we know too many people that still have accounts with their old schools after they retire or after they leave and go on to another district why i want my account disabled the second my my agreement is over and I am out the door. I, I don't want to be able to say that yeah. I still have an account. Yeah. 
Well, and how many times have you heard a ransomware story of uh, threat actors right. who made their way through a former employee's account? Sure. So, uh, tough story. Yeah, and not to defend the guy, but in the in the heat of the moment where maybe you're you're letting your feelings get the absolute best of you in a terrible way, um, had he not had the keys to the kingdom, he could have mm. had this thought but not acted on it. Uh, I don't know. It is. It's that's that's but- tough. But you're going to have people in your environment that have the keys to the kingdom. You know, each one of us probably have the keys, have an account that has the keys to the kingdom or know of the account. Um, It's nature of the beast. When when a superintendent's let go or when an IT director, maintenance director, when that when if it's an involuntary thing, when that person's pulled behind that closed door there needs to be precautions taken immediately. Like it, other people need to know when that's going down. This reminds me of, for some reason, uh, there was a school district um, close to me that the rumor on the street was tech guy left, retired. Um, and it was discovered later that all of the domain registrations for the school, he actually had put under his personal GoDaddy. Oh my goodness. And it was a, and you think about that, talking about checks and balances of who does those purchases. Uh, it had never been checked out on how that was registered. Uh, so he didn't leave on great terms, uh, but he held the, I mean, he had the, he had the domains. Uh, so there had to be some like well negotiations, whatever that word would be uh, for him to, to give that up and to transfer that over. Wasn't there a, a website in Missouri, like moteachingjobs.com this year that was down like the first three months oh, yeah. of school because they fired their IT guy and he wouldn't give over the credentials to GoDaddy to renew their SSL certificate or whoever had the the SSL cert. And he wanted, he told him, pay me 20 grand. There was some crazy <laughs> story behind it. Um, Yeah, that happens, I think, way more often than than what we think. Which is unfortunate. Right. That's amazing. All right. Uh, what's the other story in the newsroom? Uh, the other one, uh, a little more of a conversation, not necessarily news, but uh, if you ever read EdTech Magazine, uh, it's a, a a news publication. They have both a written and a, or an online and a print one. Well, they had an article very uh, timely for Thanksgiving around what are you IT influencers? And that's that they didn't interview us, but uh, we are an IT influencer, a K-12 IT influencer. What are you thankful for uh, this time of year? So they had a few examples of some IT directors and teachers and, and ed tech folks talking about uh, the hardware that they're thankful for, either a wearable or a cell phone. And they talked about some software solutions that they're thankful for in terms of AI or uh, Minecraft um, one of them I didn't realize until just now, uh, uh, a teacher, uh, from Texas named Stormy Daniels, uh, is very thankful for, uh, yeah, uh, for different things. And then they, they do link to her video, which I'm really afraid to, to click on that video. What website are you on? <laughs> Not the right one. Not the right one. But anyways, I want to turn over to you because we just went through Thanksgiving. What are you two thankful for? Uh, from your IT lens? Well, this is going to sound like a plug, but this is an in general technology thing. But uh, over fall break, uh, we moved all of our remaining MDFs and IDFs over to Extreme. 
uh, Extreme, who is a proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. You can email dmayor at extremenetworks.com uh, for that kind of stuff. But anyways, what I'm thankful for uh, is that loop protection uh, oh, yeah. is a thing now. Uh, I can remember back in the day when someone would do the bad thing with a cable and it was a big old pain in the butt and it would bring on the network. Uh, well, we had a funny thing this week. Uh, again, I got new switches and I'm going through stuff and messing with configs and I see a port that's disabled. And without any investigation of anything, anything, I just, I'm like, that's stupid. That's disabled. So I click enable and I refresh it and it's disabled again. So then I check the logs uh, and it's loop protection kicking in. So I drive over to that building and yeah, sure enough, I don't know if it was during the swap out or if it had been that way for years and years because loop protection has been a thing for a while. Uh, it's very likely that even our HP switches had this random cable plugged in. It was a cable like tucked into the rack, stick like literally the UPS is sitting on top of it. So it was like snug um, and it was just going to itself. So I'm thankful for oh, wow. loop protection. ELRP is what that's called with extreme. Yep. Um, I would say I'm thankful for self-harm monitoring, number one. And if for no particular reason, but I think that's a tool that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, and the product we currently have does a fantastic job at it. I'm thankful for uh since Chris is plugging sponsors, socks. Um, not, not the ones on my feet, but security operations centers, um, like NTP, um, and I guess my cell phone. I thought you were going to say myself. (laughs) (laughs) I am the best tech director I know. (laughs) Mark, I'm thankful for Mark. Mark, what are you thankful for? (laughs) Well, you just, you just kind of made this sound a little cheesy here i am thankful for the network of people uh that i'm able to connect with yeah including the two of you guys the 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 folks on Aww. on even the reddit k12 sysadmin group the uh k12 tech pro uh and you know my kind of casual text groups of of partners i think that's been the thing that's gotten me through the good days and the bad days the most is knowing that there's other people out there to to help me through problems and to commiserate when we need to. So that's what I'm thankful for this year. Loop protection. Loop protection kind of sucks now. <laughs> lame, lame idea, Chris. <clears throat> Chris, I think what Mark's saying is that we've expanded his his circle. He has more friends now because of yeah. because of right. the podcast and and K12 Tech Pro and yeah, uh, he has more friends now. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, Mark, come on up from the newsroom. T- come on upstairs and back to the studio, and uh, we'll we'll talk about our next couple topics. Okay. All right. All right. I'll be right up. <laughs> um, did you guys? I know we talked about it in text the other day. Do you guys use Spotify to listen to music and podcasts? Yep, I'm a Spotifyer. Okay, Chris, Mark. Okay, I am not. I don't really use Spotify. I, I'm I'm cheap. I'm super cheap, super tight. So I'm not going to pay for that. Um, I this this whole year end thing with Spotify, we got our stats. Our our numbers jumped. Followers jumped like 167. Um, percent We are top 10 for over 300 followers or something crazy. So it's cool to see see those statistics. 
I am curious though, Chris, what was your top music genre or your artist? Genre was rock and then it was hip hop. Really? <laughs> uh, my top band is Switchfoot. Uh, that's been my favorite band since like middle school, high school. Um, so I guess I still listen to them a lot. Mark, what was your, uh, any, any interesting statistics from your Spotify wrap up here in um, made it I, back from the newsroom? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I'm just opening up Spotify right now. Where do I find that? I, I need to, I haven't looked at it yet. I don't know it's, where it is. It, it usually hits you in the face. Like right, it well, says like this new thing's available. Oh, there it is. There it is. Your 2023 wrapped up. Okay. This is going to be painful to watch. You got to do it right. to go like through together. Live, this is a live reading here. We're going to yes, get some it's gonna real, be great. real yeah. data. Well, while I'm doing this, I, you know, Chris, your, your wife had also posted hers on, on Facebook and I didn't recognize a single thing that she listens to. So uh, her top podcast was K-12 Tech Talk. <laughs> you don't recognize that, Mark. It's her but, only, it's her only podcast that she listens to. Oh, that I did. I did recognize that one. Okay. So I'm watching it live. Uh, 23, 2023 was a feast for your ears. You listened to 57 genres. Hmm. I uh, couldn't name 57 genres of music. Mark's going to get weird. Yep. It's going to get, it's going to get weird. Well, while that's happening, Mark, you get your data. Um, Chris, why don't you tell us about Fortinet real quick and who they can contact if they want more information about Fortinet and their many, many Forta products. There are many Forta products and you can email Fortinet podcast at Fortinet.com. Uh, if you're just getting started, of course, Firewall, that's their bread and butter. That's what they're mostly known for. Uh, they're Fortigate. Uh, so reach out to them. If you're looking at Firewall, they're going to compete with your Palo. They're going to compete with all the big boys, and they're going to say they're win. better, and they're going to win. Uh, spec to spec, uh, they can probably pull it off for you, right? Uh, so email Podcast at Fortinet.com. But they do everything else. Uh, they can do your switching. Uh, they can do your, your VPN stuff, your remote connection stuff. They can do it all. So again, email Fortinet Podcast at Fortinet.com. You're going to talk to a guy named Chris, uh, and he can hook you up. And mention us, and you'll get aggressive special pricing, Ooh, supposedly. I'm sure Chris will, will be aggressive. So our main topic this evening was, oh, we've got a couple listener emails. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Reddit, there, there was a Reddit thread on non-subscription wireless. How do you handle changes to subscription-based pricing? Manage wireless, freemium, et cetera. Everything's moving to an annual subscription. So what are some ways that you've managed the tr transition? Uh, this is a very timely topic for me. Uh, Chris, Mark, what are you guys doing about manage or not manage wireless, but subscription-based wireless like that? Are you guys taking the, the jump into that almost wireless as a service fee structure or are you still able to leverage an old school wireless infrastructure where it's you know buy it once you got a you got a controller on site you've got your licenses for the controller and you're, and you're good you don't have to buy those year over year what are you guys up to yeah we are we are fully over onto a managed uh, or cloud-based wireless so uh yes it, it it is a a higher uh operating cost or annual cost uh for us we made the transition over a period of uh, five or six years. Um, and 
it's it's different, right? Because you are you're you're moving funding sources, and we're we're constantly balancing capital versus operating. Or if you're a a school district that depends on bond dollars, this is really difficult to do. Um, but we did make the transition over time. Um, and you know the there's a, a a post on Reddit, the one that we're referring to is where the person's saying, "Are there still wireless out there that you don't need to do this?" And I think. There may be some today, but that it's a it's a dying thing. So yeah, you yep. do need to start to plan your transition to a a cloud based wireless uh, system. Uh, and and to be honest with you, it provides you so much more capabilities and functionalities than than some of the on prem stuff. So you know, I it, it's not an easy transition, but I think once you get that ball rolling, it does make it a lot easier, and it starts to make the conversations with your finance office a little bit more predictable when they can they know what your costs are going to be. So, Chris, I know my superintendent, my current superintendent, has encouraged me, and he likes being able to see year to year this is the cost, uh, as opposed to the old school way of in five years there's going to be this huge purchase. And it's going to be chill for a while. And then in three years, you're going to ask me for yep. a bunch of money. Uh, he has liked that I can structure this thing out. Uh, this is pretty much what it's going to be uh, every year. Uh, I have a budget line. It's been established for a while, but it's for tech fees. It's for stuff like this. Uh, my strategy has been uh, I look at everything over the course, usually of three years. Uh, and I've tried to get that budget line that I know Basically, I'm going to cover what's going to hit with some extra. Uh, I, I So I've, I've looked at what is the total amount if everything would hit at the same year. Uh, and then I've figured out some pacing uh, that's going to make it's going to make sense. And I try to buy uh, in three year increments. Uh, that's kind of been my jam uh, for quite some time. I'm not really a yearly guy. Uh, you know, usually it's going to take you a year to figure out the product that you're getting into. It's going to take you the second year to realize that you hate it. So third year, you're going to be looking at what you're going to move to. So three years makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think speaking to the question about are there any wireless providers left that don't require wireless as a service subscription? Um, the the one that comes to the top of my head is Aruba for now, Aruba Instant. You don't need to run Aruba Central. Um, you can still run instant clusters and and be completely local. You don't have to be cloud based, um, and it you know you don't have to. There's no subscription that goes along with running an instant cluster. Um, but it, but it, like Mark said, all of that. If you're going to want the newest version of of software or the newest revisions of firmware, you're going to have to go to the cloud based stuff. Um, so I think he, he's right. That is a dying breed or a dying option. Um, I was very hesitant to go cloud-based or that subscription-based. And my first question was, what happens if five years now from now, because we bought a five-year license, what happens five years from now if we decide that we don't want to continue with this wireless as a service, that we want to go back to a local cluster? Um, that That's something I had to feel decent about. And the answer from Aruba was, yeah, that's fine. If you don't pay, you can go back to using a, a local cluster and, and not have a problem. Um, I will say it is it is nice to be able to get to your wireless setup from anywhere because I can, you know, I, I've been at home and gotten a phone call where, hey, there's a an event going on in the gym and we need so-and-so to be able to get on. Can you turn public 
on or can you turn it back on that kind of thing um it's nice to be able to do that from anywhere and i know you could do it if it was local if you had a jump box yada yada but i don't it's Um, easier much easier yeah um safer and a much much safer oh absolutely you're not poking holes in firewalls to your you know vmware instance and all that fun stuff well i think that there's there's an argument that I commonly hear from folks when they're looking at a cloud service like security cameras and wireless to say, I can't afford, and I don't mean like financially, but I can't afford to have these things go away if the money starts to dry up. And that's 100% correct. But the difference is that if there is a budget cut and you need to cut into wireless, you need to cut into security cameras, that's a different conversation with your finance officer, your, your budget director to say, I understand that you want to cut uh, budget and this line, if we cut it, that means these classrooms are going dark. These areas right. of the hallway are right. not going to have the security camera footage as opposed to you kind of almost hedging and saying, all right, it'll stay up. We're just not going to get the new version. We're not going to get software updates. The liability goes back on your shoulders. If you're running unsupported, unmanaged stuff in your system because you don't have the funding to do it. I would much rather, and I know that this is a really, really painful thing to say, I would much rather have the conversation with the CFO to say, this school is going to drop X number of access points if you cut this budget line. Um, And you're going to make that conversation a lot harder to have in a good way uh, than if you're saying, okay, I guess we're not going to do the refresh we're going to run an outdated OS. We're going to run old systems. We're going to hobble along on this hard drive that's eight years old. Yeah. So I think it's better for us to get ourselves onto cloud-based systems where they are managed each year. And the and the decision is a yes or a no. We're going to refresh this one or not, as opposed to let's hobble along and see if we can get it to work for another well, few years. Great example. And I'll, I'll be fully transparent here. We, at our, one of our buildings, we had a camera system that was older. Um, I bought it one of my first years here and we needed to add a camera because we, the principal decided this was a blind spot. There was things going on here. He wanted to see in this space. So we, I got a quote for a camera, a thousand dollars or whatever it was. And we get ready to pull the trigger on the PO and the salesperson says, Oh, wait a minute what version of NVR do you have? Because this camera requires, you know, version, let's say six. And if you don't have version six, you, you need to get, you need to upgrade your NVR. So I went and looked and we had version five or four, several revisions behind. The NVR we had was an appliance. It could not take the update. So we were in a situation of guess what? That one camera that should have really only cost us about a thousand bucks is now costing us $60,000 because we have to buy a new NVR, new licensing, yada, yada, yada. So we, we, I took that opportunity to get bids for an entire new system as a service and it was cheaper over a five-year period. So that can definitely go both ways and bite you in the butt in different manners. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that we have to stop saying, all right, I'll make it, I'll I'll, I'll get yeah. it to work or I'll yeah. make it keep working yeah. with the limited resources that we have and moving towards cloud services. That's an on or off 
changes that conversation quite a lot. And it's, and it sounds painful and scary from us, but I would rather be in a place where I'm telling a school, Hey, I can't put another camera there, or this is going to have to go down because the budget guys cut us as opposed to, you know, in a few years you get a breach and they're saying, well, you were running all this outdated software and all these old systems and your camera system died because you hadn't replaced it. People are looking at you in that circumstance as opposed to the budget. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I like um, it, Mark. Chris, why don't you tell us about um, K-12 Tech Pro and the new cybersecurity uh, initiative that's coming up? Yeah, so I guess last week uh, on our weekly vitals call, those are always on Fridays around noon central. Uh, if you're not on K-12 Tech Pro, I just encourage you to get on there. We have a ton of sponsorships available. Uh, so there is a cost, but just click sponsorship when you get to the end. Uh and you're, you're paid for. Uh, and that's always going to be part of our, our focus is to get everybody on there. That's in K-12 in the tech department to be on there. So on Fridays, we have these quick 15 minute phone calls. And um, I guess it was last Friday, there was a longer conversation taking place about, you know, cybersecurity is a focus. Of course, uh, in, in K-12, it's been the hot topic on this podcast for quite some time. Uh, but the community is kind of, um, I don't know, making some statements that we want to focus more on helping each other with those initiatives. Uh, so it was Adam on K-12 Tech Pro that brought up this idea, uh, use the word coalition. I don't know what exactly it's going to pan out to be, but uh, there's a post on there now that we've been discussing. Basically, there are schools that have a lot of time or resources or employees in their tech department that, that, that they can focus on cybersecurity well. We have a ton of schools uh, where it's a one-person show, or maybe it's just a small tech department where cybersecurity is a focus, but it's a resource, uh, you know, need. It's a lack of time, kind of kind of thing. So we're gonna try to come together, um, and we're spitballing a bunch of ideas. And I love for if you're not on product, you know, come on over. But uh, if we come up with like, here's the top ten things to make sure that you implement. And yeah, there's a lot of resources that have controls listed in the whole thing. We're going to come up with pointing each other to those and then typing out the guides uh, on how to do that. So not just say the sentence of like, make your email secure, uh, but we're going to show you the guide. Here is how you do DMARC and SPF and DKIM uh, and really get into it and talk about the differences between CIS and NIST uh, and maybe pick at some in particular uh, for K-12. Uh, there's even some folks on there talking about uh, maybe helping each other. So maybe you're in a school district again by yourself and you you hear us talk about do, doing a tabletop exercise, uh, but you've not really experienced one. Well, we'll put you into a group and you can do a tabletop uh, with some peers on K-12 Tech Pro. So I'm excited about the talks that we're having uh, and it's going to be one of our focal points for 2024 uh, as it needs to be anyways. This is already what we're talking about uh, so jump on there, look at that post. Uh, I think it's going to be good stuff. Um, <clears throat> before we get into one of our last topics for the night, I'm going to bring up NTP. Uh, and I we've talked about them several times. They're getting ready to have their Christmas party next week. And I think Chris said he and I are telling jokes to start to right off um, on stage. I don't know about this. Um, but, you know, we've mentioned it before. If you are a Sentinel One customer or you are a client of one of the other big 
EDR solutions. Uh, give give David an email or a call or, or Zach and just see what they can do for you pricing-wise. I'm willing to bet, and if I'm wrong, I will admit it on a show. If, if you contact David and he cannot give you a better price on Sentinel-1 on a SOC-managed Sentinel-1 top-tier version of Sentinel-1, um, I will admit my email us at k12techtalk at gmail.com. Email us, and I will admit my wrong statement uh, on the po- on a podcast episode. But That's a first, big deal. The first step in that, yeah, because I hate admitting I'm wrong. Um, like, but you're really, never wrong. I'm, you're, no. Um, the first step in that is emailing David and getting some information from David about Sentinel-1 and what their SOC can do for you. D-R-E-N, W-R-E-N, at ntp-inc.com. <clears throat> I, I'm willing to bet that he can save you some money and you'll get a SOC-managed solution out of it. Josh, have you been to the sock? I have not. I have. Have you really? I went over a fall break. Is it as impressive as I've built it in my mind? Like, I will tell you this. There is a room that's like all glass walls or three of the four walls were glass. Yeah. And David's given the tour and you can look into the room and that's that's sure. where the real action of the sock is happening. And you see all kinds of people and they're at their screens, but the screens are black. And it doesn't make any sense. Well, David lets me know that like, and he like barely, like I, I kind of got to see it. They have that stuff on the glass that makes the screens like turn black. So you can't see oh, what's yeah. on the screens. No, yeah. yeah. Privacy screens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very impressive. Very high tech. I mean, I had to get like buzzed in. I had to prove who I was. Huh. It was a real deal. Yeah. To go through SOC certifications, like they have to meet some pretty heavy standards. Hmm. I um, was I was treated as a guest, like in a great way. But it was like it was it was secure. It was a real deal. They wouldn't let you touch anything. I got to touch nothing. I got my Spotify. Oh yeah. Oh, Let's I'm circle ready. back to Mark Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Um so they tell you where you're most likely to be listened to or or where your listening styles are most similar. Yeah. Uh, Bozeman, Montana is where most people. <laughs> well, you, and I have you same... spent some time in Bozeman, I, Montana. I went to Bozeman about a year ago. So those are my people. I need to go back. <laughs> uh, my top artists are Fish. Oh, yeah. Grateful like old Dead. School, old school Fish. Old school. They're still touring. They're not old school. Old school. <laughs> Whippersnapper. Old school. Fish, Grateful Dead, uh, Fleetwood Mac, and then uh, Greta Van Fleet. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. what what I'm getting out of Mark's Fish, Grateful Dead, and a little bit of Fleet Fleetwood is uh, he might like some herbal remedies. Mark, you like herbal tea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I herbal I like tea. the occasional herbal. I like uh, the occasional herbal tea. A, a nice Earl Grey. Um, so, did you have hip hop come up? No, I did not have hip hop. And then the, the fifth one was Crooked Still. You know them? No, I do not. Oh, it's a good bluegrass. So okay. I had this is funny too. So I had uh, NF. That's the hip hop. Switchfoot. Do you know Judah? Like Judah and the Lion. 
Yeah. Um, but then this is funny. So Eric and I went to uh yes. coasting conference together. Yes. Indeed. And there was that whole deal where yes. I gave Eric the podcast credit card and then I used my points on <laughs> Mark. No tax evasion going on here to to buy tickets to Vance Joy. And Vance Joy is kind of, you know, he sings songs about women. So it was kind of in like relationships. Okay. So it was a little different that Eric and I, who are both happily married to wives separately, uh, that were chilling at the front of this Vance Joy concert. But on my Spotify, Vance Joy, like that month, it was June. That was like the month of Vance Joy. And it was actually like the thing on the Spotify wrapped. Like, it's like someone has a message for you. And Vance Joy come on. Like, I was like one of his top fans for the month of June. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I, this is true. Every time I hear Vance Joy, I think of Eric the intern. Oh, <laughs> I am in the, I'm in the top 2% of fish listeners. And I didn't get a video message. Did you see fish. the news today? Because there's two of them. Did you see the, Did you see the news about fish today? No, what? They are going to have a Vegas residency, and oh. every show they do is a unique uh, list and an, a unique playlist or uh, set. What do they sing? <clears throat> they're like, um, they're stoner music, herbal tea, Josh. herbal tea. They, herbal they, tea. yes, their listeners enjoy herbal tea. Yes, a, a song I heard the ocean sing. Yeah, you just don't, you're not going to know any of the songs. Not they're very smart, like jam, jam sets. bands. Yeah, yeah, jam band, jam set. Yeah, yeah. They like they'll play a song for like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, Dave Matthews ish. Dave Matthews ish. Kind of. I have to listen on headphones. My wife cannot stand it. So she's not going to Vegas with you to see the fish. No, no. Now, if fish plays at the Sphere, I'm I don't in. know where they're playing. I just I oh, saw I think I just saw. Yeah, it's it's the Sphere. No. Yep. Unique shows at the Sphere in Las Vegas in April. There you go. We know where Mark's going in April. Hey, aren't, I'm, I'm, I'm isn't K twelve right Tech Pro or uh, Midwest Tech Talk having a having a West meeting? Maybe the West yeah, meeting. We, we co- it's actually in April. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. It's actually the weekend I'm looking at is this weekend. Should we pick this Vegas? I'm, I'm buying tickets right now. <laughs> You're are you? Is it seriously? This it's the Sphere. Okay, we, we need to talk about our main topic, guys. Mark, Mark, let's focus <laughs> for just 10 more minutes, okay? I think this is a sign. So Eric, the intern, brought up an interesting topic, and I think he's working on an article for K-12 Tech Pro about this. Um, things you would tell your younger IT self or K-12 IT self, K-12 I de- uh, director self. Um, from a note from now to your younger self when you were getting started in the business. Um, I sent Eric several and I might've been cranky when I sent them. So they might've been a little, a little sarcastic, but I think two of the big ones were um, you are not an instructional person. So it is not your job to make instructional decisions about what websites are blocked or allowed that kind of thing. If they're, you know, as long as they're not porn or anything illegal. Uh, your job is to take action when asked. The other was um, you 
you might be seen as a bad guy, even though you're not a bad guy, um, just because of the nature of the position, the things you have to do. Unfortunately, in our in our roles, we have to tell people no, and people don't like being told no. Um, those were the two. I, I'm gonna have to pull up the text again and look and see if I can find them. Chris, what kind of uh, notes would you send your younger self? Uh, we talked about getting things in writing. Oh, um, yeah, that if, was a good if, one. If, if, if you're asked to do something that's unethical against policy yep. or something that you disagree with, like you gave a recommendation and it's not being accepted, uh, don't just do that as a conversation, uh, but do the hard thing and be very straightforward with the sentences, very to the point uh, to just get that approved in email. Uh, if you are now, we can unpack the whole if it's unethical, maybe you don't do it. You know, that's the hill that you die on. Yeah. But against policy, even even that one. But uh, however you're navigating through your through your job, uh, when when those hard things are happening and there's a disagreement there, there's a no there, uh, there's some pushback there to go ahead and get it in writing. Um, my first my first note was don't take the hate personal. And I think that gets back to what I said about, you know, you're you're not always going to be the most liked guy in the room. Um, pick your battles. Chris kind of already alluded to that. This is a very important one. Make friends with secretaries and food service workers. Your secretaries can be your best line of defense against salespeople that show up unannounced, mad parents, and food service workers. They might give you free food. Um Let's see what else I do good with one of that group and not the other really historically yeah <laughs> uh this is kind of a kind of a guide to everyone because I I don't need this but I said if you're a person that needs constant praise or people or you need people to like you find another career I promise people won't like you and only talk to you when they need something from you they rarely will you hear good job we we appreciate you you know that that type of uh situation um i i had a counselor call me this week so my school's going uh pretty big deal we're going to state we oh, gonna yeah. win a uh yeah. state state football game uh it's actually tomorrow our long neighbors. story short yeah our uh our state's athletics program or whatever it is has been sucking with the streaming uh oh really it's had some issues uh and my counselor called me and i thought it took me a while to process it because i'm not used to like someone saying something like nice you know like what you just said oh, like yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not used to the praise but she was saying we were talking about how we wish it was our tech department in charge of the streaming with the state streaming stuff whatever and like i instantly was putting my defensive things up like oh she's saying something <laughs> to me about the wi-fi sucking or whatever and then i had to like chill I'm like oh she's like she's just she's just saying like good job and i was like oh that's great thank you that's thank funny you. thank you for the phone call we never get phone calls like this um one of the one of the things that i think it takes new guys a little bit to understand in in it in general is kind of that idea that you're not going to get the entire story from a normal, from a typical user. Like a user is going to call and say, something's not working. Oh, did you yeah. reboot? Yeah. I rebooted three weeks ago. You know, like 
you're you're not always going to get a hundred percent truth. Um, and that that takes uh, some newbies a little bit of time to uh, to understand. Um, I I one one for me. I I took a long time. I would tell people no without explaining the no. Right. Uh, and I'm bad. bad. I'm really bad for that. And 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 real talk in that too is usually whatever the request was even if you're saying no there's some kind of need there's some kind of problem in there that they were trying to fix so maybe sure. maybe that maybe they didn't ask the right question but i you know if you can do some follow up uh you might be able to give them a yes in a different kind of way uh if if you can get them to impact the problem right um yeah. but yeah i and i still don't do a great job right with i like I like saying no, and it's easy to say no without explaining and trying to educate why this sure. is happening. Um, my my final thing was if if you're in IT, and and this is not strictly K twelve, this is just in IT in general. If you're in IT long enough, I've been in it twenty five years practically. Um, you're going to be put in a situation where you're going to find something out about a coworker or an employee of the of the place you work at that will shock you and disgust you. Um, that's just the nature of how th being in it at some point, you're going to be pulled into an investigation and something you're going to find out something that you're going to be shocked by. It, it's just the nature of the beast. Um, Mark, now that your fish tickets are purchased, do you have any, any notes to your younger self that you would like to share? Sorry. I was just reading the confirmation uh, that I did just buy fish tickets. So <laughs> <laughs> with the podcast um, credit card no 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 i was trying to get a hold of my brother he's not answering not again but uh i just need to let him know we're going to vegas in april um oh can we go and hang with your brother i bet he throws good parties i'm gonna buy some more tickets now <laughs> uh i i totally agree i mean i think that last thing that you said is as frightening as it is you you are gonna go through uh difficult uh, investigations and, and issues in uh, in K-12, uh, especially in IT. I think the, the thing, if I could tell my younger self something, it's that um, it's not about the technology. It's not about the hardware and the software. It's all about the people uh, because your job in K-12 is to convince people uh, of the values of the services that you're providing, as well as to communicate the challenges that you're having and the challenges that you need to go through. Um, you know, you, you, when you think about where you've started and where you are right now, the, the shifts that you've had to make over the years requires a lot of change management. And that's just something I, I don't, they don't teach you that in school. They, they sure as hell don't teach you how to convince somebody uh, that the upgrades that you're making or the downtime that you need to have is going to bring about uh, better improvements or sometimes when it's just more of a security backend update, um, you know, rolling out two-step verification, those kinds of things. That's the hardest part of the job, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the kind of thing that I would love to have warned my younger self about is that the technical part as difficult and challenging as it is, will be the easy part in comparison to the change management. I, I uh, think it all. you could take that conversation. There's a couple of root issues there. And I'm going to say this about IT people, and I am an IT person. Uh, the typical IT person 
does not have good people skills. And it they are not good salesmen. So Mark, yeah. when it to your point, when it comes time to have that convincing conversation or give that very convincing, powerful presentation, um, the majority of the people in our roles have extreme difficulty with that for yeah. a number of reasons. You know, they, they may not, they might be nervous. They, you know, there could be a, they're not neurodivergent, you know, it, it could be a number of different things. Yeah. Um, so that is a huge uh, asset to have. If you're a good salesman, you'll go far in IT. Um, well, and, and IT is a logical industry. Yeah. When there is a problem, there's yes. a reason why that problem happened and your investigation skills and your technical skills will help you to figure out why that problem happened and how to stop it from happening again. Those same skills don't transfer to people <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> people no. do not follow uh, protocols and systems and structures. They don't follow routines like systems do. And I think that's the the hardest part is it gets frustrating when you're in an environment that is so technical and uh, and routine, and then you mix that with the K twelve environment, which is anything but. Yeah. All right. Any any final notes to self? I got one. Uh -oh. oh, notes to self. No, I got to wrap up. Okay. What I have a question for Mark to wrap up. So Chris, you go. Uh, I just wanted to make mention. Mark your calendars for January sixteenth and seventeenth. We're back, boys. We're going to be presenting at the Learning Technology Center Secure Ed Schools virtual conference. Uh, that's January 16th and 17th. It's virtual. Uh, they have a Zoom-like platform. Uh, we did this last year. We had a great time presenting. Uh, and they gave us a discount code. So you do have to purchase tickets for this. But if you use code K12 Tech Talk Podcast, uh, you get a decent knock off the price. Uh, I'll put that in in the uh, podcast description. Awesome. And we don't make and, a cut off of that. We're presenting for free. Just a little side note. Yeah. We're, and we're... also uh, mark your calendars for April 20th, 2024, <laughs> uh, when one third of the K-12 Tech oh, Talk podcast. Oh, 420. Get it? I I know. <laughs> oh, geez. Herbal tea. Herbal tea. Uh, <laughs> one third of us will be at the Fish concert in Las Vegas at the Sphere. Get uh, out of here, Mark. Are you doing? Are, has Fish asked you to do the intro? Like, are uh, you I, are you introducing? We should contact them, Chris. Yeah. Um, Mark, I do have a question about your Thanksgiving holiday. Yep. Did your family ask you about the tattoo? So, yeah. Oh, yep. My i my mom and dad came in. They they actually stayed here in Boston, and then we I traveled to my in laws uh, in Indiana. Uh, but before I ran into my parents they they did ask about it and i was able to show them and they appreciated it they, oh they, they liked the artwork all right we gotta we gotta wrap this up because chris is going to state football championship tomorrow tell <laughs> tell the footballers good luck um i guess that's find us on twitter shoot us an email k12 tech talk at gmail.com uh we're on linkedin twitter all the places we'll see you next week The views and opinions expressed on the K-12 Tech Talk podcast are the personal opinions of Josh, Chris, and Mark, and do not represent the views or opinions of our sponsors or other organizations that we're affiliated with. The material information presented here is for general information and entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.